You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, Why Not Mint Money is a daily podcast on personal finance that helps you get smart about managing money. We help you understand basic money concepts to keep you from making bad money mistakes. Why Not Mint Money is your one-stop solution to money matters. So, let's get started. Welcome to your money journey. I want to start today's podcast with a short story about a 20-year-old whom I spoke to recently for one of my stories. This youngster, who is a digital marketing professional with a startup in Bangalore, is well aware of his finances and likes to proactively plan his taxes. He has fully utilized the 1.5 lakh APC limit, makes 50,000 contribution to NPS for deduction under Section 80 CCD, and is repaying an education loan that allows him to claim the interest component of the loan as deduction. All these investments, along with the standard deduction, has brought down his taxable income below the 5 lakh exemption limit, which means that he doesn't need to pay any tax. Quite impressive, isn't it? But here's the catch. After listening to his plan, I asked him whether he has an emergency fund and if he has planned for his short-term goals. He was left completely clueless to these questions as his tunnel vision to save tax has put his financial goals on a back burner. To make matters worse, he said that he depends on his credit card for emergencies because he's not left in much disposable income after making all these investments. So what does his story tell us? It brings back one of the fundamentals of financial planning, that tax planning should be part of your overall financial plan and not the other way around. And with this thought, let's start our podcast for today, where we will discuss what should be the tax-saving investment strategy for a younger I have with me Prabhleen Bajpayee, who is the founder of FinFix Research, as our guest speaker. Hi, Prabhleen. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money. Thank you, Shipra. Pleasure. So, Prabhleen, let me start the conversation with NPS, as our title also suggests. And also because we've, you know, what we've been seeing is that it is fast becoming a popular tax-saving choice, given that there are very few options beyond the ATC limit. So, for someone in their 20s, you know, liquidity is something is important as you know going forward they may have some financial goals to fund and nps comes with a very long lock-in so in this sense what are your thoughts that does it make sense to lock those 50 60000 rupees annually in nps just for tax saving for for somebody who's in their 20s uh shipra i think uh, you know i really loved the story that you had shared because uh, i think it brings up so many interesting points of how your overall you know financial planning and investment should be uh, charted and uh, first i think i like to answer if nps for a young uh, earner or not so if somebody started off with a very good pay package and has the flexibility to invest that additional 50,000 a year, I think there is no harm in going and investing in NPS as well, because uh, you've started at a good package and you do have that additional sort of uh, buffer with you to plan for your other expenses and your other goals as well. But uh, if somebody is wanting to do this additional 50,000 by squeezing themselves and uh, just investing from the sole uh, aim of saving additional, you know, stacks, I think that's not the right approach uh, because the objective here should not just be to save tax. NPS is a good product to build your overall 
retirement corpus because it's a long-term instrument. Uh, but it shouldn't be uh, picked only because it's helping somebody to save some tax. And uh, I think this is where it becomes very important for any young individual to decide, you know, which product they want to invest in for tax saving purposes. Uh, because Shipra, I think when you're in your 20s, um, there are a lot of uncertainties. There's sometimes not enough clarity how your career path would progress. Uh, some individuals may even, you know, let's say move to another country or take a career break to study more, do an MBA. Let's say they have just started off uh, with a job after engineering. Some people want to do a master's or MBA and other courses. So I think cumulatively what is important is that you bring uh, all these factors together, you see what your goals are, and then do your overall financial planning, and your tax planning has to be a part of it. Uh, but just like you mentioned, having your buffer in place, emergency fund, uh, which is almost equivalent, which should be almost equivalent to a year's expenses is very, very crucial. And that is something I think a very hard lesson which everyone has learned during the pandemic era that uh, emergency buffer is very important and of course uh, keeping money aside for your short-term goals as well yes completely agree that i mean this is not to say that nps is a bad investment it's just that you know early in your career liquidity is key so if your immediate needs are not sorted uh, locking money in such a long product uh, might not be the best option right now uh, so that Absolutely. said uh, Let's let's talk about you know tax saving investments at large. And of course, I mean the first uh, place to look at is the ATC limit. But ATC limit itself has so many uh, investment options. So why don't you share your thoughts on you know which products uh, make for the best options for for a young earner? So I think uh, what I like is a combination of ETF, which is your employee provident fund and mutual funds. So employee provident fund can give you the stability uh, in your overall portfolio when you're building up something which is for your tax saving and can help you build up a retirement corpus because it's 8.5% compounding, which is tax free. And I think uh, that can be supplemented uh, with mutual funds. Why mutual funds here? Because uh, they give you the underlying growth asset and they give you the flexibility to stop or pause uh if in case situation demands so i think that flexibility is good with mutual funds it's giving you a uh, exposure to growth assets and your epf is giving you you know exposure to the fixed income and it's bringing more stability yeah, right to your right uh, so there's another very popular actually not popular per se but it's just that this one product which is the traditional insurance plan they get aggressively sold during these three last months of the financial year so what are your thoughts on this this uh, investment product uh, sadly that it is pushed uh, <laughs> and uh, i would say that no that shouldn't be the choice because sometimes shipra the cost that you pay is not very evident and i think what happens is these of course are sold on the pretext of you know a lot of tax breaks later also which they give you and a combination of insurance as well as investment so it gives you the belief that now you're also insured you know it gives you life insurance cover as well but somebody who's let's say looking even paying a full premium of 1.5 lakhs a year how much insurance is that person getting if he or she is only getting 10 times 
of the uh, you know premium as cover which is very little and secondly uh, shipa here that the because it's giving you insurance cover the mortality charges are there so overall it works out to be a more expensive product and the sort of returns that it can give you over a period of time are often suboptimal as compared to a simpler product let's say for as compared to nps or as compared to mutual funds and a very important reason here why uh, you know young individuals shouldn't choose this is the kind of uh, commitment that these products demand because once you start paying a premium the surrender values are very high it becomes difficult to exit these products before the you know the required term uh, yeah. for which they are meant so if somebody has to lock in their money might as well go and please invest in nps do a epf and all these products also actually give you some uh, flexibility it's not that these products are not giving you flexibility nps and epf hmm. but if you are looking at long term goals why not uh, these products i don't think insurance and investment that mixed sort of product should be your choice yes correct correct uh, Prabhu, uh, any other strategy that you would like to suggest? Yeah, so I think couple of things, Shipra, uh, one can do. Firstly, I think especially for individuals who are unsure about how you know their career would progress, I think the new regime is a decent choice. Though I am a strong believer that you know the sooner you start earning, uh, sorry, saving for your retirement, the better. Uh, and you know these compulsory sort of savings actually help you build that corpus. Uh, but if you are very unsure and uh, you sort of want to give yourself 2 to 3 years before you know deciding how you want to go about things then i think the new regime is good because it actually lowers your tax liability for example if you are earning anywhere between 5 to 7.5 lakhs which a lot of youngsters would be earning they pay about 10% tax between 7 to point, uh, 7.5 to 10 lakhs is about 15% tax so overall i think it's beneficial but then of course you know do not get all these standard deductions and other uh sort of deductions which they can claim and i think other than just tax saving few uh other strategies which um, uh, you know individuals can actually look at uh is reducing their tax liability on deposits uh for example shipra you know a lot of people of course keep money uh for contingencies which is advocated so rather than keeping it in a fixed deposit uh they can opt for let's say debt products such as liquid funds because the earnings of a liquid fund can be set up against you know some sort of losses if they get uh, if they are investing in equity or for short term goals like let's say which is a year away maybe arbitrage funds is a good choice because it gets tagged at as equity so even within one year if you're taking out your money it's tagged at 15% and beyond one year till a profit of 1 lakh there is no taxation so i think these you know simple strategies can help lower the overall uh, tax burden on an individual and i think these uh, are not only for youngsters but uh, for anybody uh, these options right yes this is this is actually very helpful piece of information and uh, i would like to add one more thing here about the, you know in context of the new uh, new and the old tax regime that uh, this tactic is especially uh, helpful to salaried individuals as they have the option to switch back to the old regime any time that they want and they can keep switching between the two regimes uh, in you know every uh, financial year depending on their prevailing financial situations however uh, 
those who have business income get the option to switch back to the old regime after opting for the new regime only once in their life and since derivatives trading and freelance income also counts as business income so salaried individuals who have any of these two income should take note that they will be counted as those with business income and not salaried individuals you know if they are mulling between uh, the two regimes that brings us to the end of our podcast if you'd like to know more on this topic or make a suggestion of a personal finance topic that you want us to cover i can be reached at twitter and linkedin under the username of shipra singh sorot thank you for tuning in see you in the next episode Thanks for listening in. We're also available on livemin.com and if you're old school then do pick up a copy of Mint for some insightful coverage. If you have any questions you want us to address, do reach us out at HT Smartcast. We are present on Twitter, Facebook and Insta. And if you want to connect over email, write into us at mintmoney@livemin.com. Until next time, it's bye-bye. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.